Okay, welcome back. Um, again, another real privilege tonight. It's uh, They're starting to stack up now. Um, I'm welcoming to the stage Congo Natty, a man who has played such a big part in London black music. He's had not one but two careers in, um, in the lineage of the music. But we're going to find out all about that soon. Um, so please give it up for Congo Natty. Yes, big up, big up, big up. See, I'm looking at some faces. Yes, I want to big up Fabio, because he was just sitting in a chair, right? Big up Fabio. Can you make some noise for Fabio, please? <laughs> and we've got brother at Mala. He's watching over Buffalo Soldier. Can you make some noise for Mala in the building? <laughs> On another day, they'll get us all up here in a line. And then we can... Yeah, you know, That would be the one, innit? Yeah. Okay, now, I don't know how many of you remember um, Congo Natty from his uh, first incarnation, uh, Rebel MC, back all over the pop charts, what, 20 years ago, 25 years ago? So, what was... You were a pop star, and at some point you must have been enjoying that. Yeah, you see, you see, look, this is it. Firstly, I want to say this, right? We're going to talk about a journey that started with a young man who, just like a lot of the young people out there, or on a journey. So, part of the journey is 
you have goals to reach and you think, yeah, if you get that, then life is going to be so much better. So part of the journey was, you know, you're in the charts. But with the charts comes a whole next dragon of uh, struggle. So it was kind of bittersweet. Part of it was a sweet part. But part of it also was a bit bitter, you know. Bless. When um, you said part of it was sweet, part of it was was bitter, was it? It must have been something that you set out. You say it was on your journey, and you're part of London hip hop. You're you're part of that, but you actually did it really well as well. Yeah. Well. The journey that we're on is a journey that is is unknown for starters. So you start with an unknown kind of energy, right? So with that, you're in an, an environment that is really fighting against your energy all that positive energy that you got. So for us coming in music, creating what we did, there was a part of the journey that was illegal, where we could get arrested, we could go to prison. And some of the sound went to prison for, you know, just for putting on a dance, you know? So it has been a struggle, you know what I mean? And the initial revolution was really a revolution of taking control of our of our destiny through music. When you were having the success that you were having as um, Rebel MC, did you find you didn't have the control you perhaps thought you might have? Yeah. You see, success, right, is defined in different ways. And at the time, being successful was defined as selling a lot of records, being in the charts. But in reality, success really was, are you building for the future? So at no point of the journey, apart from maybe one time, did we actually have that moment where we were actually happy. When I say happy, meaning something great had happened. And that was only because <clears throat> in the British charts, once you start dropping down the charts, there's a thing called uh, a slippery slope. So you, you start dropping down. So Street Tough was dropping down the charts, but then we went to Scotland and we were standing in the in some shop, but the, the radio was on and they were going through the charts. And then it got to the number, da, 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 Street Tough, but then Street Tough had climbed back up the charts and went to a higher position, right? And that was, that for us, that was like, we're, we're in a business that don't like us, we're in a business that's not really promoting us. They were promoting Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue at the time. and. Boy Zone and all those kind of groups. 
and we were kind of like the odd ones out, the ones that were in the room, you know. A few of us were in the room. Jazzy was there. You know, he was doing great things, but real acceptance and real being part of the music industry, at no point did I feel that. That's interesting, because you come from a sound system background, which is um, essentially DIY culture. It's about doing it for yourself. And you almost given up that control by becoming part of the industry. Yeah, the industry gives you a false uh, platform. And this platform detaches you from your, from your roots, the rutical side of you. So being from Tottenham N15, that never left me. Because every day and every night, I would wake up in N15, in the same house that I grew up in. So at no point did I make a transition into another world and see things different. F things were and are the same. The fact that you're, you've got success monetary-wise or you know, selling music, but in reality, nothing really changed. You know? And that's what the struggle's about, overstanding that one man's success or one woman's success you know, it's just a drop in the ocean to the bigger picture. And that's what the struggle has been about, the bigger picture. Was there ever uh, almost a eureka moment where you looked at what you were doing? Because you'd worked hard to get there. We can't deny that. And you looked at it and just thought, this isn't for me. As Rebel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would be... After releasing... Black Meaning Good album, seeing. And there was a track called Wickedest Sound. So when this track came out, the label called me in for a meeting and they said, listen, we don't understand what you're doing. We don't understand this track, Wickedest Sound. What direction? And basically, it was, it was we're going to drop you. So my, I was getting mixed mi messages in my music all the time. So on one hand, Wickedest Sound was a big track. It was a big track with my brethren, Tenafly, seeing it was a follow-up to Coming On Strong. And we'd incorporated Barrett and Levy and Frighty, who is one of the original foundation sound system singers from Tottenham. Daddy Frighty, saying, you know, legend, legendary. When I was a youth, you'd have man like Frighty on the mic for Fat Man Sound and different sound, but smashing it. So when we created this tune, Wickedest Sound, it was the Wickedest Sound, because it was bringing all the sound man them together. And if you saw the video, it had Charjan, who's from Fat Man Sound, and, you know, Jack Rubin's brother. So, Unity, Fat Man, Tottenham, Bulldog Farm, and then Brixton, Coxon Sound, and that's Tenafly. So that was all in the melting pot of one track. So this vibration was seen as, you know, we can't 
we can't invest anymore in this situation. So, so for me, it was, it was a, it was a, a strange time for me. But, but at the same time, I didn't business because I knew Wicked His Sound was a was was a heavy chain. You know what I mean? So, it was a hard road though. Tell you the truth, I was quite surprised you got away with an album called Black Meaning Good. How did you get that one past them? Well, Lloyd, are you mixed race? All right then. Any mixed race crew out there? Can I see some show of hands in the room? Mixed race crew. All right, so mixed race, firstly, is non-color. So when I was growing up, black and white. My mum was blonde, blue eyes, Welsh woman. And my dad is a dark Jamaican, Kingston, seeing? So when I'm growing up, I'm just seeing mum and dad, seeing? So that was that, it was all good. So it's not until we're going to the Babylon system that all of a sudden, oh, it was a problem with this. The, my mum's white, your dad's black, black people, this, da, da, da. And, and as I became a teenager, straight away, the black situation became a serious problem. And, it, and the stereotypes that I started to see, I said, you know, this is all part of an unwritten story that we're ignoring because people are thinking that racism countries you know we've gone past that but at the time when black meaning good came out it came out at a time where we were waking up to actually seeing what racism really is because we thought racism was niggas out wogs out couple flags you know that's what we saw we saw as racism but when we came to black meaning good time it was a waking up kind of intellectually to the levels of institutionalized racism that was even the music business itself is racist. I will say that the British music industry, I'm not talking about the world music industry, the British music industry, but that racism is, is, is the same that's in the, the whole kind of hierarchy of society, the, the, the hidden one the covert racism, you know? And we suffered that because look, a simple one like this, imagine, that, imagine in the 90s, early 90s, I'm saying to my manager, how comes we're not on the front cover of certain magazines? And he would say, at the time he would say, oh, it's because, you know, this hasn't happened and that hasn't happened. So every time we, we, we've done what was required, we realized that we weren't getting on the front cover. And then we started to realize who was on the front cover and what was really going on, that they were promoting an agenda and we weren't part of that agenda. We were the un seen as the underground, you know, and, and also rebellious. Well, t to a degree, I mean, Rebel MC was from a pop perspective rebellious. It was uh, in the context of the pop charts, it was rebellious. So 
You've always been rebellious. Yeah, but you see, the charts is an illusion. So the real life now goes on. So in our music, Michael Menson, who was a great inspirator for me, part of Double Trouble, he's a brother from Ghana. See, when I met him and the journey of music with uh, a spiritual person, because that's what I regard him as, that was another awakening for me in music, was a spiritual side of music, you know? So that's really what it's about. Which, and the spiritual just goes beyond color, everything. Every, every barrier that's, that's there, the spiritual overrides it. So that's what happened with our music. If you think of our music and all the musics that you're, you're feeling, they're spiritual music. You know, they're not gospels, but they're spirituals. Well, spiritual in the way that, I mean, you moved... Uh into jungle really became a junglist and that is spiritual in its own way it's not spiritual as gospel spiritual but it's you know, no one will say it hasn't got spirit i mean was that a freedom for you jungle was part of a growing from being a slave, mentally, sin, and spiritually. And just growing, look, there's Jazzy, right? Did Jazzy come earlier? Yeah, yeah. All right. So there was times where we'd be in the same yard. I might have organized a dance and booked Jazzy. And we'd be talking and reasoning, but it's a different world. And the world we're in now is the legitimate side. So this time, years ago, I'd be sitting in my house in Tottenham, thinking about, I could get arrested tonight. What's gonna happen? Are we gonna get through? Is the sound gonna be all right? Jazzy, all different, soldiers doing their thing so now we can stay with that mindset of the program so the program says you're great you're the in thing your tunes in the charts we love you but then the program can turn around and say you're old school mate you know what we're not even playing your tunes anymore and at that point, where do you go? What do you do? So with I and I in music, we were never at the mercy of Babylon. We were always organically growing and cultivating and just music, music, 24-7. So as Rebel, they shut down Rebel. So Rebel was allowed to go a certain way, and then Rebel got shut down. But at that point of shutting down, Rebel was organically growing and metamorphosizing and creating music under a new name. And that new name was X Project. 
So certain dub plates started to come out. I created a label called Tribal Bass. We signed Nick Hawks, who's a big manager in the music business now. We signed Richard Rus Russell. <coughs> Richard Russell is the owner of, I think one of the owners of Excel. So at the time, creating Tribal Bass, creating a label, we signed Tipper Irie, signed Demon Boys. And we're pushing out music with this sound from the UK. So anyway, as I said, we, we were always organically growing, irrespective of the, the system. And this, this came to the, to the fullness in 94, when Jungle blew into this great flower in the British music world, this, this great flower. And then by the time Jungle came, we were totally free. And it was Jungle gave you that freedom. Yeah. Wh why? Yeah, the freedom of Jungle was that we could create music that didn't have to be critiqued by anyone. It was critiqued by the crowd, by the people, and it went straight to the people. It was like a source and an organic unity. So that was it, you but know. That is a sound system way of doing it. Yeah. It kind of always has been. Yeah. Avoid the mainstream and, you know, you're playing music in a dance and your audience is two foot away from you and they'll let you know if um, it's not very good. Yeah. And, and so the sound system, if you think of jungle, jungle is the child of the sound system that grew into this sound system that's got its own label, distributes its own music, tours, tours the world. And also, I mean, one of the things I think about Jungle is it could only have happened here. Jungle could have happened anywhere, to be honest, right, brother? It's down to the energy of the people involved because the ingredients were everywhere. The ingredients what were needed for Jungle were in Kingston, were in New York, were in Europe. I, I mean, at, at risk of disagreeing. Um, when I say this, this is what I say. This is what I say, brother. How comes we didn't invent hip hop? But we love hip hop. In fact, we are hip hop. Because when hip-hop first came to the UK, we were the hip-hop generation. So, so, so what happened was, kinetically, tribally, certain tribes were woke up before us. And the American tribe were woke up. And then they woke us up. And that's what's been going on. And with this wake-up, comes your consciousness. And some come through the consciousness without even realizing that it's consciousness, because they're already there. 
Some actually are getting woken up like me. I was asleep, brother. And I sat in rooms like this. Listen, this is important for you lot. There's someone in this room tonight that this, that this is very important for them. This day. And it will be a part of their life. Because there was a part of my life that I was sitting exactly there. And who was speaking to me was DJ Red Alert. And Red Alert was telling us about hip-hop. And he had the turntables. He had these. It's the first time I ever saw this live. I was like, blood, blood. Scene and the mixer. See this? This changed. <sighs> if there was, you know, any person who plays an instrument on this stage who was like, you know, a serious soloist, this was our instrument. This changed everything. That deck and this mixer. Sin. So the organicness and the spiritualness of jungle, I say, and this is what I said 24 years ago, comes from Haile Selassie. I'm a son of Haile Selassie, and I didn't know this. Because I was always told, you're this, you're that, you've got to be this, you've got to be that, you've got to be, you've got to be, you've got to be. So all this time of trying to be, Rebel was involved. So Rebel went very far down the line of wanting to be. <clears throat> so when I was on the journey and there was success and there was things happening, there was a part of my consciousness that was saying, you're not happy, bro. And I'm like, how can I not be happy? I've got everything. When we were struggling in sound system, we used to dream of playing to big audiences and dream of this or dream of that. These things were a reality now. But yet, with all this and with all the material things and the success and, you know, there was a part of me that was missing. And then, that was it. Rebels on the journey. So if you hear Rebels music, you know that Rebel was searching. And that's the thing about Rebel MC. His music, like any music that comes out of this struggle, it's a journey. And you're, you're taking the audience with you on that journey. That's why I can sit with you all these years later and say, my daughter's here tonight. This is my beautiful daughter. Princess Kaya, who was born 24 years ago, in 1994. She's a jungle baby. The biggest, the biggest production in 1994 was My Princess. Sin, yeah, and she's here. And she's had to endure a madman as a dad. <laughs> I say that. I say that. Boobs, I apologize. I've been on a journey, girl. I am going to improve, right? I am going to grow up like Peter Pan. <laughs> One day, girl, she I'll looks, be, a, she looks I'll be quite an adult. happy with it. 
I've warned her in public, girl. Just look, just keep smiling, right? <laughs> so apart from your journey, you went to Ethiopia, didn't you? Yeah, 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 we escaped. We escaped, and this is real, this is real talk, right? How much people in this room have lived outside of the Western world? In a place where, you know, there's less technology, so to say, you know? My man, you lived, where have you lived, sir? Yeah, Rastafari. Whereabouts were you living? Every, everywhere. So you know how blessed it is, brother. You know that. So what happened with Ethiopia for me was being unplugged. At the moment, we don't realize we're plugged in. And it's not until you get to a place where you're unplugged that you'll go, I'm unplugged. Wagwan. Real time. No pressure. No Babylon. Mm, feel good. Yeah. And then the youths, the Ethiopian youths, used to come to me and go, So you come from Babylon? It's me, yes. We're over in Babylon. And I'm here now, free, free brother. So we escaped. And this escape was part of the journey because. When you discover your, look, if you're going to know who you are, first you have to know who you are. So my thing was, what's my name? Who am I? My name's West. Who's West? A Scottish slave master. Is it? Right. How comes I've got his name then? So this was part of the wake up of knowing that. Right. I feel that I'm not at home. Spiritually. I might feel like, yes, I'm a Londoner. You know? Is he a Yankee? Nah. I'm a Londoner. But really, I'm an African. Because I feel my African roots. And I felt all the Rastafari music when I was a youth man. So from I know myself, I've been hearing prophets, I call them prophets, sing and, and school me, wake me up. And say, you, man, you know about Africa? Do you know about King Solomon? Do you know about King David? Do you know your roots? Do you know about Marcus Garvey? So all these things, I didn't know Marcus Garvey. When we, how old were you when you first knew about Marcus Garvey? Yeah. Yes. That was, that, that was it. Why was it this age? Because this age was a crucial age. It was, like, it was like an opening up of gateway of information. But we weren't taught about Marcus. And Marcus Garvey has been, you know, kind of uh, given this tag of being just for black people and he's a bit of, you know, a supremacist. But when you get to know Marcus, Marcus was a humanitarian. And Marcus was here to wake us up. Because at the time when Marcus Garvey 
walk, was walking in New York, Harlem. He went to a people that were sleeping. And this was America. And this was a Jamaican. So, so Marcus Garvey, his teachings. And then you have the Rastafari revolution. So our generation, we were just submersed in, in energies that we didn't really know until we started to investigate for ourselves. So that's why I was saying being born again for I was really listening to the music that I felt, but then researching. And this is what I say to everyone. If an artist comes along and says anything and it sounds like it's not reality, for him it's a reality. Otherwise he wouldn't say it. And maybe on researching Wagwan, and this is what I did with Bob Marley and Peter Tosh. When I came on stage, there was Peter Tosh playing. So Peter, if Peter was sitting here, he'd be talking maybe about his majesty. But then he would say, what well, I would say, there's a voice inside to research and to know. Baseline woke us up. Who likes baseline in here? Yes, legalize the bass. If you want the bass legalized, make, put their hand in the air, blast it. Come on, legalize the bass. You, you think this is a joke, right? They got bass police in Babylon. We play sets and there are actually bass police. So I will, be, I will be on set and then all of a sudden I'll get a message. Bass police, devout. them say, yeah. Uh, they must have turned on the beers. And I'm like, bruv, for real? This is serious. So when these things happen, and it's not really spoken about, bass is the whole reason why we're here. And Babylon don't like bass. That's why they fight against the beeline. Pretend that they love it. Pretend like, oh, you know, we're into the bass. Wicked. Wicked. Yeah, it's wicked, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Put the B line on. Oh, it's a bit loud, isn't it, lads? Right. Because the B line is the wake up to your organicness. And that's what woke Jashaka, high priest, was part of my waking up as a youth man. Going to Jashaka and being amongst the Rasses. So this journey with jungle and, 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 and everything that's happened so far is just organical, you know? That's great. Um, we're overrunning, so we've got time for two questions.
Kita pun Instagram, kita pun Snapchat. This music, I get very emotional because I, I usually have some glasses, yeah, and I call them my cry proof glasses. So if I start crying, I just can put my glasses on and you can't see the tears. Uh, we cry tears in this music, yeah, because we were little youths in the dance and there was big man who had sound system playing tunes for us, dub play. And we were young youths. But what happened to me, when this, when this track used to come on, this is how I know that I'm an African youth. Because when this track used to come on, my whole, bo my whole body would be in a spiritual movement. Imagine all the Tottenham mutes in one dance and this tune playing and everyone skanking. That was the vibration of this tune. And the thing is, at the time, we'd love a bacon sarnie, you know. How you mean? We didn't know about the rest of right. We don't, we didn't overstand. We just, yeah, man, we're in. See, we're moving, so. Music is a powers because this music here is why there's dubstep, is why there's jungle, is why there's grime. All the musics that have come from the UK has come through sound system. And the acknowledgement of tonight is the fact that all of us have come here for the love. Yeah, for real, we've come here for the love. Love to the item. Bless up. Come on, you can do better than that. Give it up for Congo Natty. Producers out there, any budding producers? What kind of music are you looking to produce, brother? Reggae. Ailia, Celestia. 
All right then. So have you done the Mecca? Have you gone to Kingston? That's the next move for you, brother. Go there. Perfect. Perfect place. Because that's where we started. Tenafly, Top Cat, Smiley Culture, Tipa Irie, Sweetie Irie. All the greats of um, British reggae. When you hear them, you'll think they're born in Jamaica. So I thought Tenafly was born in Jamaica when I first met him. And he kept it up for a little while till I saw his passport. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Bridgen, Brixton. <laughs> so, so, so big up on your journey of reggae. You got a, where's the Rossman them? See, Rossman them the boat. So they'll tell you all about the journey, car. The journey is a beautiful journey of discovery. And, and the more you immerse yourself in reggae, is the more you find yourself. You know, it's a, it's a reflective music because, you, you you know, you start to reflect, you know. So I'm, I just want to talk to young producers uh, and you put your hand up as well, brother. Yeah. Wh what genre? Hip hop. Hip hop. I -L -E -I. So again, with the hip hop vibe, have you watched a movie called Wild Style? No. OK. Watch that movie. And remember, when you watch that movie, it's going to be like eating three Weetabix. Same. <laughs> You're going to love it. Yeah, that's that. Okay, once again, Congo Natty. We've got five minutes till Mala now. Go okay, so, yeah, five minutes. Don't, don't forget. 
Shackles and Get together right now, yes, I'm true, 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 true. 